This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, the PlayStation 5 is revealed and it's launching with a new Spider-Man game. Geek Mooner! We've got the first trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music, the elongated man fired from CW's The Flash, and San Diego Comic-Con is going virtual in July. Wowie zowie! Plus a listener-sponsored review of 2017's Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and a whole lot more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 11th, 2020. This is Jason Musen. For reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. What's up, listener? How's it hanging? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And we are without the felty one himself. No rug boy this week. He's fine. Everything's fine. We just <laughs> There was scheduling things. We're just going to give him the week off. That's all. Exactly. I guess I'll start, though. Okay. Thank you, uh, Imran, for the nice words. And of course. I've gotten a lot of very nice messages, so appreciate the nation being so kind to me. Yeah, no, I, I figured you'd wa- want to address uh, the, uh, you know, I saw the outpour of support. If you if you missed last episode, do you want to go through it, Anthony, again? I don't want to say it. You say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, la- I mean, I wasn't on last week's episode because that same day my dad had passed away um, from a long battle with various diseases, including coronavirus, but uh, he, he actually, the day he passed, he actually tested positive, so he, technically he beat coronavirus wow, as well, wow. um, along with many other things, but yeah. Uh, I was out last week to do that, and uh, unfortunately, I really wanted to talk about Annihilation, so I think you guys can check that out and run posted yep. for free, I think, yep. on our Patreon. So I actually haven't listened back to that episode, but that was a really fun movie to think about. So hey, Yeah, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it real quick somewhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll discuss it, but there's more movies to watch, lots of things to talk about, and it's nice to be back and back in the swing of things and feeling normal. Again. I, yeah, I figure, you know, like, you know, I've always said this show for me is therapy and I'm sure it's just, it's nice to get your mind off stuff just for a little while. Absolutely. You know, just a little break and rugs, of course, Wowie zowie! you know, he's always here that, you know, the outpouring of support is kind of wild. All the love and sympathy you got from listeners that we know very well, but we've never met, never met in yeah. real life. Oh, shit. It's amazing. Like, you guys are part of our lives. We consider everyone good friends at this point, all the other podcasters and listeners. It's the power of the podcast. Well, Anthony, maybe this will cheer you up a little bit more. We got a, uh, a cameo shout out. Oh, no. From ECW's Queen of Extreme, Francine. Talking nerd. Are you familiar with Francine, Anthony? I'm aware of Francine. I, w- I wasn't a big ECW guy, but I just, I'm aware. This is <laughs> actually the second one sponsored by Rugboy's number one fan, uh, David Mobley. <laughs> we, we, he, he, we, at the end of last episode, 
Uh, we played one from Francine, but now we have another one. And this one uh, is very interesting. Here it is. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine. And this shout out was booked by David, the King of Cool. Because we all know you are the king of cool, David. And it's for his funny puppet buddy, Rugboy. Rugboy is not just any puppet, according to David. He is hilarious. He's foul-mouthed. Oh, no. He couch surfs. <laughs> I do that, too. Uh, he's the nerd co-host of the Jock and Nerd podcast show. I love that show. I checked it out after I did that other cameo. What? Hilarious. Uh, an interesting what? fact what? about Rugboy, he loves Domino's Pizza. And uh, David, the king of cool is his hero i can see why because you are the king of cool duh um so rug boy the shout out was for you i hope you appreciate how wonderful david is and um i'm gonna keep checking you out because you are hilarious thank you for all your support david and as always stay extreme Wow. Yo, is that like a toilet going in the background? Yeah, well, she's in her backyard and wearing a bathing suit, and there's a lot of cleavage, and she's looking pretty good. Still, Francine looks great. She's uh, she's gorgeous, but like, get the fuck out of here. She's really listening. Hi, Francine. <laughs> I hope she is really listening. I I want to say hello, Francine. Um, I started off by saying I didn't watch a ton of ECW. That's a lot. I loved ECW. <laughs> I loved you. That's right. In Extreme Championship <laughs> Wrestling, I wish you could. Um, make a cameo on the show and be on live. Maybe I can meet you one day. I'd take you out to a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, are you married? That's my, let's, if you are listening, are you married? If not, Oh, I think you're looking good. That he's hitting on Francine. I fucking loved it. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. I will give also rug boy approved. Rugs. I'm sure you can get his thoughts online. Francine. Thanks for the shout out and thanks for listening. Wow, that's weird. All right, let's get Strange. to the news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Anthony, just earlier today, Sony had a big event. Yeah. They revealed the PlayStation 5. Oh. PS5 is out and a couple of games uh, that are going to be at launch before we get into what it looks like because it's kind of a neat design looks kind of like a sculpture um one of their launch games will be this is either a sequel or a spin-off of the 2018 insomniac awesome spider-man ps4 game it's called spider-man miles morales geek Boner. holy shit it's coming to the playstation 5 this holiday 2020 uh and they had a trailer and it fucking looks amazing uh this here's some spoiler spoiler alert the, about the first game, which is two years old. In that game, you do get to play Miles a little bit here and there. He's in there. He also gets his powers during the game. And there's little clips of like Peter training him. So by the end of the game, his story is that he's got powers. And so this looks amazing. What'd you think of this trailer, Anthony? I thought it was awesome. Right. I really thought it was. I mean, I haven't owned a system since PlayStation. Three? Oh, three? I yeah, I think I don't know if I had maybe two. I don't know if I even had. Now I gotta look up what a PlayStation Three looks like. I forget what the three looked like. It was yeah, bl- it was black with uh right with the. Yeah, I had the PlayStation Three. The three that was a popular uh, one. Yeah. So I but I haven't owned. I'm not a big gamer. Yeah. Not because I don't think I would like. Game, I think I get too into it. But this trailer was freaking amazing. The way they cut it with the music. I don't know. There was just a, a good. Fun. I mean, the, the first off, it looks great. Yeah, the graphics the, the, just are amazing. The, the, the move, the the music, the R and B or yeah. hip hop that they yeah. have playing with it, 
I don't know. They have they do a really good job of fitting it with Miles Morales and just like, and the guy, good. Yeah, the, I, I was pumped watching it. The Miles model, like the way he looks, is great, and uh, it looks a lot like the Spider Man game. So I was like, "Holy shit, this is great!" Except I only have a PlayStation Four, thanks right. to our patron Saint of Awesome. Uh, so you know what? I can wait. I can wait. The PS Five is backwards compatible. That, but I also I wonder, will there be a sequel to the other Spider Man game? Is this the sequel? Um, I still want another one with Peter and like Venom because they didn't introduce. They kind of hinted at it at the end. We'll have to have rugs on and to really like dive into what is cool about the PlayStation Five. Well, let's uh, click that link. Take a look at what at- it looks like. Isn't it, so? It's white and black. It's a stormtrooper. Too, yes, it looks like a stormtrooper when it's up vertical. It's got it's two toned. It's got these. It looks like retro future, futuristic, like what the future looked like in the sixties, like something they would dev- design. Uh, but it's pretty sick. It's like it's not flat. It's very organic. Um, it will have a, a, a version with a Blu-ray drive and one that's just digital. So I guess it might be cheaper. They did not release any prices. What's the difference? What, oh, digital without a disc. Without drive. a disc drive. So you download and install all your games off like the PlayStation Store. Uh, and of course, the DualSense controller is enhanced, and there's like wireless headphones and a and a remote and an HD camera. But I like the way this thing looks. It's fucking. When is it supposed to come out? They did not. That was the only thing they said was mm. uh, when it's coming out. Now, if they're saying this game comes out holiday 2020, I would imagine it's probably coming out for Christmas. If they're ready to show this now, this is going to be like your Christmas launch. I mean, I have to say the the trailer for the Spider-Man game. Just going back to that was yeah. It was really good. There's a Ratchet and Clank uh, game and some other games. Didn't, didn't watch that. Grand, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> they'll have new games. But uh, the design is fucking, it's fucking sleek. It's different. Uh, I know the Xbox Series X, what does that look like? That is the new Xbox, and this is kind of what they're competing. And I think hmm. that just looks like a big black box. It's called the Xbox Series, Series I, you know, I, X. I skipped the four PlayStation Four and what was after the is it Xbox One? Yes. Then there was Xbox One. Yeah. So I, I just three, that was then the there was a three sixty. What happened to that? There was a three sixty. Oh, three sixty. Xbox One. Dude, the PlayStation Five is a lot more elegant design. Just look up Xbox Series X. It's literally oh, that, what is that? It's that a is black a box. box. It's just like a black model. Doesn't look as cool. No, not nearly as cool. That's a big. I'm sure there's power in there. The fucking. It looks like an old. Uh, desktop hard drive. It does. Or what is it? it totally does. It looks like some fucking Lenovo, IBM, corporate fucking computer bullshit you'd see in a in a cubicle. Yeah. Mm. PlayStation, you got nice style. Listener, let us know what you think. Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed. It's exclusive. It's just exclusive. just for you. You can hang out, post geeky shit, and you know what? I got a shout out to the whole nation for being very cool people because. You know, the world has been crazy, Anthony. This is crazy. This is crazy. This I mean, is crazy. 20, has it been? 2020 can only get more crazy if aliens come or if Jesus comes back. Oh, shit. Or if Jesus is the alien. That's probably what's going to happen. I think that's the only thing that can top the craziness. But I've heard from other people who are in podcast groups of like non-political shows, like big shows, big groups, that the groups have devolved into name-calling and mm. just insanity. And I am so like, I don't take you guys for granted. I am so thankful. Yeah, it's nice. Right? How awesome is our group and our admins and everybody? Did you see, <laughs> speaking of just weird, I mean, everyone's demanding a stance on every single mm-hmm. 
political thing and um yeah you know yeah w- whether you have one stance or the other i mean I, you know i think we all kind of agree i think we're all kind of like-minded but did yes. you see the crossfit guy just oh just Greg blowing Glasper. a torch to his oh, brand yeah. you burned a bridge there yeah reebok dropped them and then he Rogue had to fitness. retire yeah. he had to resign yeah talk about burning down your empire just, there just going Fuck. full on just not thinking no and like are people <laughs> that's gonna hurt a lot of crossfit boxes they're probably yeah, not a lot, gonna of, go lot of boxes there. are already um disaffiliating with the brand i'm look i learned all i need i can move on i can do some other shit i don't need the crossfit anymore you can yeah. just do it at home you don't have to call it crossfit yeah but greg right. greg glassman that was dumb you got there was some dumb, was real dumb. a lot of people losing uh careers and jobs right now like right in front of our eyes very quickly absolutely we're gonna talk about one in a minute but before we get to that we're gonna talk about some more fun stuff a trailer for a new movie oh shit wow these seem rare <laughs> these days I'm I'm surprised that they not only released this, but they're still going forward with the summer release from this trailer. Well, uh, the trailer we're talking about is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Geek the Mother. first trailer of the third movie of what's undoubtedly one of the, the fucking best stoner, slacker, comedy, time travel fucking things you're ever going to watch. Alex Winters, uh, Keanu, the Keanu Sans is coming. You know, he's got the Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 and this movie. Yeah. There's no date when this is coming out, though. It just says coming out, um, and you know it's a good time to be excellent to one another. <laughs> uh, what'd you think of uh, what's the story of this one here in the trailer, Anthony? Let's start by saying I haven't seen either Bill. And you Tom. have not. Oh, oh shit. shit, Patreon people, we have to fix that. You need to watch both of them. They're so good. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So I haven't seen either, but apparently Bill and Ted are in this, <laughs> and they want to figure out a song to make to get famous, and they decide to go into the future because they figured they've made this song and steal it from themselves. <laughs> That's pretty much they it. They come up with a song. Yeah, and then, you know, the money shot is at the end is when they go into the future. They're in, it's a prison world, and they're these two jacked inmates uh, with their shirt off and uh, muscle fucking padding, chanting like a death song, which is the song. Uh, I can't believe, oh man, you need to watch the first one. It's just so, it's got heart, it's got charm, you learn stuff, it's educational. They, you know, they have to write a, uh, a history report, and uh, mm. George Carlin comes from the future, gives them this phone booth, allows them to go back in time and experience history so they can write this report so they can eventually form this band, Wild Stallions, that writes a song that unites the world. This is what so he's trying to save the future. I help. It's just, it's ridiculous, but it's so good. And the second one's great too. And uh, I'm excited for this third one. This is a franchise I'm happy to have back. Fucking yeah. 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 Why not? They look old and tired. They are old, but they are old. And poor Alex Winter needs a job. What the fuck else? He doesn't do anything else. The guy who plays uh, Bill or Ted. Oh, yeah. I, I don't recognize that guy. Yeah. That's, I can't believe you got this far. We're going to have to fix it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I'm not a full cinephile yet. Fuck no. I that's haven't a, seen Bill and See, Ted. you know, they got the mind fuck movies, you got classic movies, but then you got classic comedy movies. That's definitely one of them. Okay, now back to people losing their jobs like I was just talk, oh, talking fun about. Stuff. Yeah, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this story that was real big. The Flash actor Hartley Sawyer, who, oh, yeah. who plays Elongated Man, Ralph Dimney, has been fired from the CW series following controversial tweets. Oh, shit. Nope. Oh. Lame. Uh, so he, someone dug up 
uh, misogynistic, uh, slightly racist, really bad jokes, very similar to James Gunn yeah. from about 2012. Okay. And uh, dug this up. And what did you say again? I, I read it initially. Do you know? Do we you want have to go over what some of these tweets are? Let's see if I can find them. Uh, okay. Among the tweets, this is from Hollywood Reporter. Among the tweets users surfaced in the past two weeks are one from 2012 in which Sawyer wrote, The only thing keeping me from doing mildly racist tweets is the knowledge that Al Sharpton would never stop complaining about me. And then in 2014, he wrote, Enjoyed a secret boob viewing at an audition today. Several tweets referring to assaulting women. One reads, date rape myself so I don't have to masturbate. Oh, shit. Yikes. These are all really bad, cringy. I mean, it's, that's a poor tweet, but. Attempts at humor. It's an, I mean, it's a clear attempt at humor. I, so I mean, he, yeah. So look, this was 2012, 2014. Not great. Uh, you know, eight, six to eight years ago, he was in his mid-20s. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's people change. I don't know if he yeah. had any issues recently. Uh, but on the one hand, I can – so CW right away fired him, which completely yeah. understandable. You have a brand. You don't want people boycotting. You don't want your sponsors right. boycotting. Um, on the other hand, this is – do are you not – What it's like the James Gunn thing. Are you not vetting your employees? Don't you do any kind of background check that takes more than 10 <laughs> minutes to find stuff that could be problematic to get out ahead of it or tell them, look, delete these? Um, I, I mean I think we're at a point right now obviously with culture – um, the way it is, and yeah. and I and I don't just necessarily disagree that we need to expose bad behaviors, but I think you know we're at the point where people are just gonna find things, yes. find your dirty laundry. Yeah. If you had things that you were tweeting about or saying that were off color, people are gonna find it, especially now, and it's just a product of the time. I you know I don't always I don't necessarily agree with the fact that you could dig up someone's past and. It looks like he's clearly joking. They're in poor taste, yeah, but it looks yeah. like he's joking. Yeah. And, you know, fire somebody from their role for something they did six years ago. But it is what it is. I think every case is different. So uh, it depends on what they say. And I, I understand why CW did it. And, yeah, it's just this is how it is. And I mean, this is, I, you know, I don't think it's – honestly, I don't even think it's that big of a loss. Like, no one's watching the show. No, yeah. He's just – he was funny and goofy as the along, but whatever. You can replace that guy. I don't think this is going to be a James Gunn situation where he. No, they're not going to bring. No, him this back. guy's career. <laughs> this guy's career is done. I'm sorry, Hartley. You probably should start looking for other work. The different. Industry. Your career might have been already done when you got cast as a long yes, man. Yes, you be the butt of jokes, right? To begin with, right. it's not. You know, this happened to Roseanne. Also, remember. Uh, yeah. She got they killed her off the show and went on to be to be the Connors. So, yeah, you got to be careful, people. Just fucking fucking employers vet your staff. Yeah, I get you know, I get it. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but I, I get it. And um, yeah, people are just not putting up with any bullshit. No, anymore, not, not anymore. Which is fine. I get it. I, that, and that's fine, too. It's just weird how like out of nowhere. Somebody like digs up this tweets yeah, on this who guy. Finds who is this? this person? Well, who's the person that was like Hartley Sawyer? Okay, I'm, I'm going to go through the entire flash yeah, cast, yeah. and they were probably on person number 57. Yeah. They go Hartley Sawyer. Yeah. Let's see if he's got it. Out of all the celebrities of all, well, they the probably people. they went through all of them and they were, they got to Hartley and they were oh we got one. Uh, so I'm, Let's get I'm assuming everyone else is clean then, and Hartley was the only one. It didn't. 
But like, it's what? That's just weird. This it's so random. This guy on this show from like, who's doing? It? Who's looking for this? How do you? How do you even? Why? Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Got people talking about the Flash, so I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I know you've had a, a busy week, uh, Anthony. Have you had a chance to jump back into HBO Max at all? No, but I've heard about a lot of stuff. Yes. Well, you know, we talked about how there wasn't a lot of DC movies on there uh, at the moment. And if you're someone who got it and you're looking forward to watch like your DC superhero movies, you better fucking watch it quick. You got until July 1st because they will be removing a lot of them and rotating movies. I saw that. Did you see also that they uh, got rid of Gone with the Wind for a bit? Oh, yeah. That was, uh, you know, and that's like. What are like the top rated? Do you know that Movies the, the first African American woman to win an Oscar was from Gone with the Wind? You know, I've never seen Gone with the Wind, and it is a movie that I eventually probably will see just because I'm cinephile, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. And but I guess it, it glorifies slavery well, they're, or uh, they're kinda, plantation owners, I believe. Right. And I guess it kind of sensationalizes the South and the, South, the rise. Yeah. I mean, crazy things going on. What do you think about that? Do you think? They should pull the. I, I, they're not pulling it. I don't think they're pulling it permanently. They're going to pull it and then add some sort of disclaimer. I think before it. I think a disclaimer is okay. I don't think we right. should erase history. Right. You know, it could be a historical document, but yeah, disclaimer it uh, uh, before. Yeah, I think I think that's you're fair. You're aware. I think I think putting a disclaimer is fine because it is. It would be kind of in poor taste to be like, "Hey, buy HBO Max," and push Gone with the Wind as a reason you should buy it. Yeah. Without maybe, I think a disclaimer is fair. Yeah, and there's a there's a Th- throw something in front of it. Just you know, this was a product of its yeah, time. That's obviously, all, that's all you need. To we say. don't. And as time goes on, we don't. Su- you know, we don't. Yeah, we don't support this. There's gonna be a lot of problematic movies as time goes on. Someone is gonna need to come up with a disclaimer. Well, Disney was doing that. Too. Yeah, that was and that was smart. It's a snapshot. I mean, they're entertainment, but they're also kind of historical uh, documents in a way. Also, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, back to the DC thing. Yeah. That is strange. That why I don't get why these. That was a big marketing thing. Is that we got all the DC movies and now these movies are just. Not so July first, they're going to take off Justice League, BVS, Wonder Woman, wow. Suicide Squad, all the Batman '90s movies, wow. Catwoman. That, what are they going to have for DC? They'll have Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, Supergirl, and Green Lantern. I don't get it. Lame. Why is this happening? Because you know it's kind of like HBO. They have contracts i believe with other places so they have to constantly take movies off put movies on maybe they want people to still go to the dc universe app i don't know what they're planning on doing with that but they're going to put new movies in july new movies in august on the one hand it is a way to make you like go back and check because they have that uh last chance and just added category so i found myself going there but like oh what was just added uh and then last chance but HBO did that too, and Netflix does it too, where things disappear. It's annoying, but you're never going to have something where everything's in one place now, even more. It's, fra- it's fractured. But uh, would you, if I was to tell you, could you guess so far, what is the most popular shit on HBO Max? Studio Ghibli. Take, oh, no. Well, that's a good guess. What is it? And I pretty believe it's pronounced Ghibli. Ghibli. Whatever. Can you hear my chair? This is a old chair. It's a squeaky chair. You need to get an E-Win racing chair. I should. You just, we have a sponsor. We have, we have a code. Stuff? We got Jock Nerd, 25% off at eWinRacing.com. How much? 20, you get 25% off. Oh, yeah. okay. It's good because these chairs good. are like uh, they're a couple hundred dollars. They're nice though. 
One day. One day. So you would think like Game of Thrones, you know, would be like the most popular thing people are binging on or maybe Fresh Prince. Nope. It is uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons and the Not Too Late with Elmo show. Yeah. The family stuff. The children's stuff. Hmm. I guess it's not surprising. Hmm. The Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's it's wow. new Looney Tunes. Also, in that new Looney Tunes, they don't use guns anymore. Remember how Elmer Fudd always yeah, yeah, had yeah. a shotgun? Why? I don't know. It's a cartoon. He's not. That's a cartoon. Look, yeah. Elmer Fudd shoots Daffy Duck in the head. His his bill goes revolving around his head. There's a little dried stuff, but then in the next shot, he's fine. You know what's funny about that? You know, and I guess the the argument would be, well, it's for kids, and you shouldn't have kids shooting guns. But it's, it's legitimately in the Constitution of America that you can have the right to bear arms. Yes, I, we. It is le- like <laughs> it's in our documentation for the way we govern this country. Yet we don't want to show it in cartoons. It's a different time, Anthony. What does that have you to can't okay, do? Whatever. That anymore. <laughs> I okay. I remember when I was maybe eight years old. There's this company called Electech who made these water guns that looked exactly like real weapons. There was no red tip. Yeah. I had a machine gun that squirted water running around the alleys of Chicago. I'm surprised I didn't get shot. Well, absolutely. I mean, as a kid, you you know, you definitely wanted the water guns. But if there was a water gun that looked like a real gun, which I I had too, yeah, or yeah. you know, at least was similar, yeah. that was the gun you wanted. Yes, you wanted it to look exactly like a yeah, real. You wanted gun. it to look like a real gun. I know. You don't want this bright highlighter. A, this green is obviously gun. not a real gun. Yeah, look like a pussy. Wow. I don't know. We were fine. We grew up that way. We grew up fine. Yeah, I, I don't. You don't see me going around shooting people. I don't even own a. Gun. You know more. We talk about more shows that got canceled. I thought it was kind of interesting and funny. So they canceled Cops, obviously. Yeah, that that's strange to me too. They canceled Live PD, which is a huge show, and and some people saying it actually kind of shows you, you know, real police work, whatever. And this one is great. They canceled Paw Patrol. Oh shit! <laughs> the cartoon of the little <laughs> that, dog cops fever got canceled. Amazing! It's crazy. Amazing. It's crazy. I mean, the people are just have turned so much against cops. Yeah. Not, you know, not without reason. Yeah. yeah. But Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Cops. I mean, what? What you going to do? Remember that? I remember watching. Cops. Yeah. I do remember watching cops and going. At times, these guys are a little brutal oh, yeah. towards oh, these yeah. people. Oh, you saw some fucked up shit. But you also saw some real fucked up people. I always thought it was interesting that like you would go around the country and you'd watch cops, but you never saw like cops from where, the neighborhood you were in. Because that's what scared me the most. I was like, I need to show, show me cops Chicago. Like, what's going on here? But it's always like some right. other city. I don't know what's going on here. I think they do that on purpose. Cause cops. Fucking- yeah, I saw I saw this. When, oh, man. Yeah. Just Paramount. It's funny like, how yeah. things change. Yeah, things are changing quickly. What else is changing is conventions and big events. You know, San Diego Comic Con canceled for this year for the first time in 50 years. But for the first time in 50 years, they are doing an at-home free event. It's called Comic Con at-home virtual event. Geek boner. And for the first time, everyone can attend. It will take place beginning July 22nd until July 26th, the same dates that San Diego was supposed to happen. They are promising an authentic Comic-Con experience in the homes with panels, presentations, uh, publishers, and studios are going to be involved. There will be an online exhibit hall with exhibitors. um, And they said, for the first time in our 50-year history, we are happy to welcome virtually anyone from around the globe. 
So that's kind of exciting. You watch a lot of these live stream events. People are getting better at it. It's getting more interactive. They could still premiere huge trailers for movies, even mm-hmm. though they don't know. What do you think? Will you will you be down to check it out those days? Jump online? I don't know if I'll make it appointment viewing, but if there's enough buzz around something, maybe I'll check it out after or maybe I'll make it a point to see it. But I, I don't think I'll go out of my way. They said you can even you could still print out like a badge and like wear it. So you <laughs> feel like you're at a Comic-Con oh, and there's like I'm imagine like Zoom rooms and you know, different presentations. Um, I'm, I'm glad they're doing something. Should be interesting. Yeah. This is the big one. Uh, and I think a lot of little conventions have, have successfully been doing this. So, wow. This is, again, fucking crazy changing world. And we're <laughs> watching it live. Anthony, I wanted to ask you this. Stuff is opening up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I believe like in the next 30 days, theaters are going to try to open up. Are you ready to go back to a theater yet? Um. Yeah, you know what I think I am. Really? Oh, yeah, you know I. Shit. I you know I did. A, I went to a bar the other oh, day. Oh shit! All right, well this. And when it was outdoors. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it was a couple of days ago, so we'll see what the ramifications. But you know, I, you had to walk in wearing a mask. Yeah. And, but once you were outdoors, um, you just had to stay at your table. Yeah. But people were maskless. Though the servers were wearing masks, you couldn't go to like the bar and order a drink. Yeah. But. How did the bathroom situation work? You probably put. You know, I never actually had to go to the bathroom. I guess you throw your mask on, go to the bathroom, and come back. I guess you just put on your mask. Was it weird? No, you know what? It wasn't. It once you were outside drinking a beer on a patio, it kind of felt normal. Wow. Other than the person you know serving you with a mask on, yeah, yeah, it felt fine. I mean, you know, it's still, it is still a little strange, but I, I think. With proper social distancing, yeah. I think I'd be fine. I, I think I'd feel well, fine. Well, that leads into my next question. Is uh, How's the dating scene? What phase of reopening <sighs> is the dating scene in? Oh, geez. That, that's a tough question. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't even been in the dating scene due to you know what was going on with my dad. So yeah. um, I'm the wrong guy oh. to ask, unfortunately. I don't, th- I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I did have a COVID bay. A what? COVID Bay. You had a, is that yeah. a thing? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. COVID, hashtag COVID Bay. I like that. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> well. But yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. Look, if, if things are reopening, people uh, have been sheltered and they're going out on their first dates, you got to imagine their little uh, bush down there is probably all crazy. You, they oh, they got to yeah. trim that up for their first post-quarantine dates. They don't want to ruin their, their first impression. And I think, Anthony, we have something for them. Absolutely. It's this thing. I don't know if you've heard of us, heard us talk about this for, I don't know, four or five, six yeah, weeks. It's been about six weeks. It's called Manscaped. Yeah. It's here to help shave your balls. There's a new version of the lawnmower. It's the 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for modern men. And I actually think, I don't have any proof of this, but, and I don't have any testimonials, but I think this would work well for women too. Okay. Just, sure. just saying. Yeah. You know, because of the ceramic blade and skin safe technology. So, you know, any snags you th- you're thinking that you might have, they're going to be reduced with this with this blade that they got. And uh, I'm a user. I was using. I was a user of Manscaped before we even got this sponsorship, and I was happy with the with the blades, with the crop preserver, which is an anti chafing ball deodorant, the crop reviver, a little spray on toner for my balls, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> 
If you use our code, Jock and Nerd, at manscaped.com, you get 20% off and free shipping. So if you're getting out there and you're, you're starting to test the waters, or if you're married and you just want to please your, your, your spouse, participate in Manscaped, use our code, and the person on the opposite end will thank you later. And maybe you'll thank yourself when you look, at, you look in the mirror and you don't see the damn Amazon rainforest down look, there. Look, it makes your shit look bigger. I mean, you know, like when you trim the hedges on your house, the house looks a little bit taller. So it's all relative. Treat yourself, listener. That's code jockinerd at manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Anthony, I honestly think after the wheel and fire, this lawnmower 3.0 is the best thing man has ever, has Absolutely. ever invented. Yeah, it, it's, it's up there for oh sure. Oh, my God. Like, fuck the space shuttle. The, this thing has an LED light on it, so you can trim yourself. It's amazing. Wheel, fire, electricity, Manscaped 3.0. The lawnmower I Also, 3.0. thanks to big thanks to Joey Austin uh, for using the code and ordering himself a trimmer. Thank you very much. We just need a couple more, listener. Let me get three more. Just a couple more. We've had a lot of people yes. actually participate in this code, but we need three more at least to continue. The sponsorship, the sponsorship so. gets firm. We get more codes, more savings, yeah. more products. We can save you and your balls. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to play some promos and come back with a very special Patreon-sponsored movie review. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSE Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Listener, if you enjoy the show, if we make you giggle, if we make you laugh during these crazy times, there's something you should do, and that's join our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can support the show uh, on a monthly basis, and we would, yeah. you would appreciate it. It helps the show going, and everybody gets bonus content, a bonus RSS feed with early access to the shows and lots of bonus audio. Uh, Corona Binge Reports have been quiet this week. Because of all the things, it's been crazy. But there's easily, I would say there's like 40 or 50 movie reviews out there since the fucking pandemic oh, absolutely. started. Oh, shit. There's tons to listen to. And like you mentioned earlier, your review of Annihilation, which I listened to, and I completely get your confusion. Uh, Super confused. It's, it's, a, it's a mindfuck movie. It's a real mindfuck it movie. It is up there for free. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can check out as a sample 
of our bonus content if you like it. Absolutely. You know, sign up. So this week we had a couple people increasing. Shout out to Joey Austin again for not only using our promo code for Manscaped, but for also increasing Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Thank you, Joey. And then super shout out to your Jock Talk co-host Chaz Hebert. Their bottom is yeah. is very weak. He increased his Patreon and went to the ten dollar you pick it tier. Oh shit! So listener, if you give us ten dollars or more a month, you get to force us to watch and review any movie you want. There's a little bit of a history. We are going to be doing his movie right now because yeah. it is round one, and uh, we're just going to get it out of the way. Here's what happened. If you haven't been following along, we did. Uh, someone else asked us to do Kingsman Secret Service, the original Kingsman movie. And we reviewed it. And I may not have been completely, you know, complimentary. I may have even been a little bit harsh on the movie. I may have not liked the movie, which got a lot of our listeners and fans, fans a little bit uh, worked up. So, Chaz, what does he do? This is an amazing move. With his first movie pick increasing to $10, he has picked Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Oh, shit. Because if you remember, (laughs) in that first review, I was like, I don't even care about this franchise. I don't want to see the second movie. I'm done. (laughs) I don't care. Chaz Hepburn, well played, sir. Absolutely. Well played. I I just want to say, first off, a thank you to Joey Austin and Chaz, especially. (laughs) For the increasing, because this is fantastic that we, the the one movie Imran decides to shit on that for no reason really. This is it. This it's an amazing use of the Patreon movie spite ab- pick. You know, absolutely. This Imran decides it. to take a big shit yeah. on a movie for no yeah. reason just to show that he's got his big boy pants on. So Chaz increases his donation Look, to pick the sequel. The movie was okay. Amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. fucking great. I, just, I can't. That's why I was excited. I was like, all right, let's do this. Uh, all right, here, we're going to jump into the review of Kingsman, the Golden Circle from 2017. Here is your spoiler alert. This country road, take me home to the place I belong. Free to me. West Virginia. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> like I just said, this one is sponsored by Dedicated to Chaz Hebert. It's his first pick, uh, but he has been a patron for 27 months, Chaz. Thank you. Nerd. thank you very much. Kingsman the Golden Circle on Rotten Tomatoes is 52%. Uh, it's 5.3 out of 10 average score. <laughs> In comparison, the first movie, 74%. Okay, 6.7 out of 10. Yeah. Box office-wise, this movie was made for a budget of $104 million and ends up worldwide with $410 million. All right, it's good. It's like you, you quadrupled it. However, the original movie had a lower box office, $81 million budget. And it made more money. It made $414 million worldwide. So This one made more. No, the first one made more. First one made more. Oh, I'm not paying attention. This one cost a little <laughs> bit more, made less. The first one gotcha. cost less, gotcha. made more. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, this is written and directed, yet again, 
by Matthew Vaughn, and joining him writing this is Jane Goldman. Uh, and in the cast, returning, you got Taron Egerton as Eggsy returning. You got Mark Strong as Merlin. Uh, you got Colin Firth as, of course, Spoiler alert. Harry Hart coming back. You saw it in the trailers. He fucking dies in the first movie. Right. He is in this movie. And then a really impressive uh, remaining cameo cast here with the likes of Channing Tatum and Halle Berry and Julianne Moore as Poppy the bad guy. Uh, you got Elton John. You got Jeff Bridges. You got the fucking Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, Oberon, uh, fucking Agent Pena. All Pedro has done so many things. I love Pedro Pascal. Poppy Delavine as Clara. Uh, so uh, they've expanded the cast. Emily Watson also in this. Uh, good. Interesting, very impressive expansion of the cast. Anthony, why don't you tell us what happens in this fucking movie? What is this movie about? This movie is about the Kingsman. (laughs) And there's this secret organization led by Julianne Moore that's in the drug trade, and they decide to take out the Kingsman covertly. And the Kingsman are knocked down to just a very small amount of members and they find basically their brethren in the United States called the Statesmen that are under the guise of a liquor company and they combine forces with them to get revenge on the people that have taken them out. In turn, these people that have taken them out have a diabolical plan to extort the world and kill a lot of people. So. Yeah, that, they got to save the they world. They got to save again. the world again, as it does, and as you know, the tone continues to be this this spoof satire, cartoony James Bond send upy thing with uh, uh, you know a lot of the stuff that happened in the first movie, but just bigger. Uh, and you have a counterpart, Anthony. What'd you think when it was over? What did I think? First off. Matthew Vaughn or and who's ever producing or casting these movies just they just have, must have a ton of friends in right? Hollywood because the amount of cameos yeah. and famous people and the fact that Elton John is just in this making a fool of himself it's, hilarious. it's yeah. great it's great and they you know they were able to do something similar with the first one but this one's turned up to 11 yeah. in terms of cameos yeah. and all that Chaz I gotta say this right off the bat I liked Kingsman the first one the second one was not my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, although I had fun at certain elements, it seemed like to me that this was exactly the same movie as the first one. <laughs> it's up with some some twists, but it's the same film, and it just, watching them do that all again a second time, it just didn't click as well for me a second time as I did the first one. And I like Matthew Vaughn a lot, yeah, so yeah. I was a bit bit disappointed that i didn't enjoy this as much as i enjoyed the first one that's interesting Imran, yes look you're you're the yes, one though I'm, that people I'm really want to hear this. from so here, here it goes i i wasn't gonna go in and hate watching this i'm i was gonna give this movie a chance <laughs> i you know the, is this the first time you've seen it yes absolutely okay. uh and uh i because first of all I, it was a fucking great move by Chaz to make me watch this movie so <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to hate watch it. I'm going to give it a chance. And honestly, going into this one, now that I kind of got past that, like, everything's ridiculous. Like, right? It's just fucking nothing really matters. It's a ridiculous, crazy fun. Uh, the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, first half of this movie, I really, I kind of dug. 
I liked it in a way that when you know how you watch like the, the second movie in a superhero series, like you've got the origin out of the way. You got all that bullshit out of the way. You can hit the ground running. I kind of I love where it started, where Eggsy is in charge. Uh, the fucking opening action scene set to Prince's Let's Go Crazy. Uh, fucking just amazing to watch visually kinetic cut to the music really well. So I was like, huh, I I'm not mad at this. I'm kind of enjoying this. But then this movie is so long and it, it's so it, it there's so many things that it repeats and it kind of is all over the place and it just keeps yeah. going and going and you think it's over and it's a little predictable also. Yeah, but I—I I mean, there were things that I—I I did enjoy. There, there's definitely enjoyable elements. I liked the statesman aspect. I liked that they had a brethren in the United yeah, States, fun. and that it was under under the guise whiskey. of kind of being these cowboy yeah. whiskey types. And you know, a lot a lot of people are having fun in the oh, movie. Yeah. But I, I agree, there was just a lot of things that they just repeated. Yeah. That the magic wasn't there the second time. And there's another ridiculous uh, scene of someone getting sliced in half, although this time it's farther in the movie and it's done with a laser lasso. So remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember yes. that. But so But I, I didn't find um Yeah, I know you didn't like Samuel Jackson. I didn't find Julianne Moore to be as cool or as funny as Samuel L. Jackson. So I'll agree. The other thing that made me it kind of made me appreciate the first movie a little bit more, you know, watching this. What I did like about Poppy Julianne Moore, first of all, she's like, it's like all nice and like you know suburban mom. It's really creepy, but I. But she's like cannibalistic yes, as well. This movie has everything. I like her plan. Her plan, like this, it has a weird message of decriminalizing drugs. Right. That actually, that message is. I kind of enjoyed the the aspect of like the the moral dilemma yeah. of like should we save these people? And it's like They're not no. all bad. Look, well, 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 the president and yes, um, the red state fucking right wing president, president yeah. and and the and spoiler alert, Pedro Pascal's yes. character are both like these are all drug drug users. We should they're they're worthless yeah. people. So they do the thing like, we should get rid of. Them. It's like a drug yeah. war, like a commentary on the drug war. Well, then they do the thing. They have the, the chief of staff, Emily Watson's character, who's like they're not all bad. Sometimes people just use it to get away because they have stressful jobs, right. and she of course gets the rations. Not it. But it's all like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like the wasting on the drug war. But at the same time, it's kind of promoting like booze is the answer, and not like weed. Like it's very weird. But it's all, it's all satire. It's all tongue in cheek. Uh, the cast was great. I love also the the action. It's still I kind of dig his style now in this, like the the, the way the camera Bonds. moves. Yeah, the where yeah. because the action's very clear. Like you can see everything happening. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. His style, I mean, his style is definitely all over this film once again, and I, I do enjoy that. But it just felt like um, there was too much. It was just kind of all over the place. They were trying to do too much in this movie. This movie is longer than the first movie, and it feels twenty, yeah, really long. It is long. It just feels like it's keep going. Uh, also, Poppy's plan is a little bit like Tim Burton's Joker plan with Smilex. And she gets <laughs> yeah, on TV is. just like he, remember? He's like, Joker here. Uh, Smilex. And I did enjoy the that thing. the president was basically going, yeah, I'll negotiate, but I really am just going to kill all Yeah, we're people. just going to 
We're just going to kill them all. I mean, this movie has everything. It's got robot dogs. It's got cannibalism. It's got Channing Tatum dancing. It's got people in cages. It has a point of view of Eggsy fingering a girl. Talking nerd. It has. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he fingers a girl. It has so many. It's got Elton John swearing and jump kicking someone in slow motion. And, like, that's all fun stuff to watch. But it's a lot. It's a lot to throw into one movie all at once. Yeah, they just didn't. They didn't nail the cohesiveness of the first film, in my opinion. And it was a little too long, as you mentioned. And they just were tackling. They want. They went. They wanted to make it over the top. Yeah, they wanted more, but it was more. But it was also kind of a re- repeat of the first film. Yeah. It just. It the magic, like as I mentioned earlier, just wasn't there for me. As, well, at least the one. first one had like a, a, a you know a simple kind of streamlined story. You know, it was his uh, Exe becoming the guy, right. and, and you're meeting all these people. And they yeah, do. and in this one, it's a little more of a roller coaster. You have the convincing of Colin for his character that he's alive, like uh, yeah. the, the amnesia, and yeah. then you have the a double cross, and you have yes a villain from the first movie, yes. and you have a new villain. And yes, there's too many things. It's just a lot. You got you got to set up the statesman. You got to get Harry to remember, and then get back up to form. You got Poppy. Even have a romance with a princess that he's juggling during all this, which yeah. I kind of like that because that was a skewer on kind of Bond's misogynism. It's like, what if James Bond had a girlfriend and he cared for her? What would he mm. do? He would have to call her and be like, "Look, I got to sleep with this girl, but it's only <laughs> to save the world. I want to make sure you're okay with it." Yeah, you know, I mean, there is there's a lot of small things. That I enjoyed. It just overall, I, I remember just watching and going, I'm having fun in moments, but I'm just not having a ton of fun throughout the entire movie. I'm kind of waiting for this to end now. Right. And it just keeps like they have a they have huge set piece scenes after set piece scenes. What did you think of Harry's return? Harry, which is the one's Harry? Again? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. I got yeah. shot in the head. <laughs> by Valentine in you the know, first episode. It was funny at first, first. It was funny with him seeing the butterflies, and then once yeah. he finally gets his sense back, but he's not quite right. I enjoyed that. I like when they the, did the bar scene, but he didn't. He wasn't right. there. You know. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. The only problem I had with that is he never at one at some point in the movie the switch flips and he's just back to being badass. Well, he brings him the dog. That's it's the dog. Remember, it's the dog that does it. He remembers Mister Pickle. No, no, the, the dog. Oh no! Gets but him to remember right. who he is. That's right. He's still but kind his of skills off. are yeah. have eroded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they make a point to show that he's missing on the the when he shoots the tranquilizers and in the bar. Right. But then at the end, he's just fighting badass style next oh, to yeah. Eggsy yeah, because he need him to at that point. Right. With the fucking umbrella and the briefcase that's at twenty different things. Oh, it's a machine gun and it's a bulletproof shield and it's this other fucking thing. That's crazy. It's fun. I love that umbrella though, with the where you could see on the it inside. Cool. The fucking umbrella is great. But also, my favorite line of the movie is uh, after the 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 ski scene where they're in that spinny ski machine and it slides right down. To I just okay, it's just so ridiculous. They're coming down a mountain and there just happens to be a retirement home in the fucking <laughs> mountains. Sitting right there. Okay, fine. I'll accept it. What you know? I liked that. It was so freaking random that it's I was just so like, random. "What is going on?" I love the. the- <laughs> The dark humor of yes. these old people that can't get out of the way. They're all on oxygen, and there's just a tumbling, giant uh, ski thing coming at them. Why is there an old folks' home? I've been I don't all know. This about, but the best line is the old guy goes, that's the first decent shit I've had in three weeks. I was that was amazing. I did laughing. enjoy that. That was fucking great. 
again, this movie has some some good moments, but just as a cohesive story and sequel to the first one, it just felt not as fresh and a repeat of a lot yeah. of things we yeah. saw in the first one. It's very, yeah, it's very repetitive. And, they, you know, it's a spoof. They do that thing where people are... There's so much shooting of guns and, like, nobody gets hit. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. they got Stormtrooper aim. Uh, and Okay, so Merlin Merlin gets blown up by that mine. It's kind of a sweet scene where he's he's singing Country Road by John right. Denver. Uh, they'll probably bring him back, probably. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I love Mark Strong. He's cool. He's great in this movie. He is. He's great in this series. Yeah, he's Mark Strong. Is just he's he's great all around. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention. Okay, so that last scene where Pedro Pascal's whiskey is fighting the two of them. Yeah. There's some great gun fu scenes they did. First of all, with Pedro Pascal in the, in the snow, like he's fucking sick fighting. But they so they had the music that was used was a country western cover of the song Word Up. By Cameo, which is like an 80s like R&B song. And I thought it was a very inspired choice. Hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's Word Up by Cameo. Country Western style. But I, I like the use of his music in this. The, the different songs and the John Denver songs and the way it was cut was uh, was very good. But, I mean, robot dogs and arms. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, this movie knows, I mean, this this series knows that it wants to be kind of a satire-esque comedy but also you take some of the main characters seriously in their missions it just uh again i, I keep repeating it but that the second one not as in, not as entertaining didn't bring anything new to the franchise uh, the only one. thing it brought that was really new was the statesman aspect. yeah that there's more than one and now they could be friends right but they used it as more of a a fun cameo the only character that had real any real development was Pedro Pascal, but then they killed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Channing Tatum didn't have a lot to do because he's no. just dancing like he an gets idiot. Iced. Yeah. And then Jeff Bridges, I was like, oh, fuck, it's Jeff Bridges, but he doesn't <laughs> do much either. Doesn't have much to do. Halle Berry's in it, but she's. She has a little bit more because she's bit. like the Mark Strong version. Right. And then, yeah, Pedro Pascal's whiskey, which I had forgotten about him. I was like, oh, of course, there's fucking whiskey at the end. Where, what? He was missing the whole time. And uh, he's got that fucking laser lasso or whip thing that just retracts into itself. Where does it go? I, when she when he was throwing that around, I was like, this is like a version of Wonder Woman's lasso yeah. and the villain in Iron Man 2 whiplash. Yes. Okay. Well, look, uh, let's rate it. You know, there's another one coming out. I know. A prequel. I did not know. Yeah. It's called The King's Man. It's strange that they're going with the prequel. None of the people are in it. That's strange. Because it takes place like in the 30s and it's got Ralph Fiennes and Aaron Taylor Johnson as the leads. And it's about the, and Stanley Tucci, Daniel Brawl is in it, Jimon Huntsu. You can check, I'll put the, oh, Charles Dance is in this one too. Yeah, they have uh, quite a cast. Quite a cast. And it's about the creation of uh, the Kingsman, I guess. I wonder, they could make these movies like forever, really. They could just, yeah. You know, because, yeah, I mean, these are. These are fun movies. I just I think they need to up. They need to make sure that this one's actually pretty good. Yeah, this last one wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Uh, Their bottom is is very. It, it, it makes me sad that I'm agreeing with him right about this because I really I went into this movie yeah. wanting to love it. Yeah, and you know may maybe I have to give it a second watch because I definitely watched it in the midst of grieving. Well, yeah, a lot of things <laughs> going on. Sure. Although I'll 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 say this. By the time I watched this movie, I, I actually wasn't very sad anymore. I was That's actually good. 
looking forward to watching this movie. Yeah. And it just disappointed me. And, I, and that makes me sad because <laughs> oh. I, I, I like to disagree with Imran and make him feel like shit when he when he says things that are clearly wrong. I You know, and like for the first like 40 minutes, I was like, man, I like this better than the first movie. It's like I came into it expecting ridiculousness, but then it didn't seem like super ridiculous, just ridiculous enough. But then the movie just goes all over the place. But look, I agree with Poppy. Make all drugs legal. Just decriminalize everything. You have a lot less people in prisons, a lot less law enforcement uh, resources used. That's all I'm saying. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. Uh, okay. Let's rate the movie. It also mm. reminded me of, I did get a chance to watch Zombieland Double Tap. Oh. Have you seen that's that That's a movie yet? that I want to see. You should watch it. It does the same thing. It's more of what you had in the first movie, and then they, there's a counterpart people that they run into that are like hmm. like them. But I kind of like Zombieland as better more. as a sequel than this as a sequel to the first Kings. Well, for what it's worth, although I enjoyed Kingsman Secret Service, I enjoyed Zombieland more. Yeah, Zombieland was great, and they 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 continue that trend, and there's like new characters and and uh, the other like the other people have rules also, but they call them something different. It's really funny. I I enjoyed that. But again, this all goes back to remember how we talked about Last Action Hero and genre parodies. I feel like Zombieland and this movie, like they could trace it back to them trying that in Last Action Hero and making like a crazy spoof parody. Film. Yeah. What number? What's the number? I don't remember what I gave the first movie. I don't remember either. It wasn't a good. Sc- I mean, it was probably like a five or a five and a half. Oh, yikes. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I don't really pay attention when you th- say things. Yeah. So. <laughs> My score, I'm going to go 5.5 out of 10. I'm going to put it just barely over. Barely over the middle. Meh. Like, my five would be like, meh, it happened. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not offended. This one, there were moments I enjoyed, but not enough to go, this was actually a good movie that I would go out and recommend. <laughs> Sorry, Chaz. I'm, I really feel bad about this. I mean, if you're into the whole Kingsman thing, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to like it. I'm going to give it a six. Just because uh, you got Elton John uh, singing. Elton John is funny. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> wait, that was fucking hilarious. And he's a joke kick. And he's like, isn't it Saturday? He's like, what day is today? It's Wednesday. <laughs> but for, I, I do appreciate the action. I really love like the action choreograph fight action scenes set to the songs. But yeah. yeah, man, it's just it's the jokes played out way too long. They tried to do too many things in the one fucking movie. There's even a fucking wedding at the end, for fuck's sake. Jesus. There is a wedding, There's yeah. so much happens. So now he's like a prince, Eggsy is. Where's the story go now? I don't know. We're going with a prequel for yeah, the next fuck one. Yeah, so We're going to go fuck back. Him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> fuck that story. He's a pre- he's the- it's such a strange, we- like, <laughs> why go to a prequel? I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Do- the, the intriguing thing would be going, okay, Eggsy is now a prince. Yes. And he has to be in the Kingsman. Yeah. But instead we go to a prequel when... I don't know if anyone's going, man, I wanted to see the Kingsman before. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they're doing with Black Widow. It's kind of like they did with Wonder Woman, sort of. I guess. I don't know. But I yeah, don't know. do I care about where it started? I was enjoying it, like, now. Right. With the present gadgets, because they had some fucking crazy gadgets. All right, well, Chaz, great pick. Well done for your spite Patreon movie pick. Uh, I appreciate you putting me through this torture. And, well, eh, there it is. There it is. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) (laughs) 
sloppy jock. I can't believe we got Anthony to do the fart. That's amazing. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Ruggs came on just to do that. Oh, we recorded that. He sent that in right. on the speak pipe, right, Ruggs? Yeah. What? Lame. Yes, anyways. <laughs> Shut the front door. Shut the front door. Fuck that show. It's a big, That's a big fuck up right there. See, Ruggs is always here. It doesn't matter. He's always here. Speaking of Chaz, he's got another great question. It's for no me. No more questions. No, I'm just kidding. It's for me. Wait, we're not. Stop taking questions, please. No, what is this? A <laughs> no more questions from Chaz. Was this a White House press conference? Uh, no more questions. We're just going to leave. Chaz has a question. That's a nasty question there, Chaz, <laughs> and you know it. You're just a bad reporter. You're a bad reporter, and you're, you come from a very, that's a very nasty question. That's why your ratings are going down. Oh, shit. That's a nasty question for us. He says another question for the show. Since Imran and Rugboy are such massive Spider Man fans and are less than thrilled with the direction Marvel has taken the character, what character and/or story elements does Marvel need to introduce into the next film to juice up the character, since he will likely have a larger role in the MCU going forward? Look, Rugs can comment on this online. Ah, uh, this is this is very. Or save it next week and ask him. We can ask no, him again. You can, you can you can ask him again next week. Uh it's very simple for me, Anthony. Do you have any comments? I do. I would say, I think they need to, with the next film, they need to forget about or really decrease the amount of involvement from other Marvel characters and really just focus on a Spider-Man story and kind of get away from the fact that he. Wants to join the Avengers. Just do a Spider-Man story. How about no more talking AI fucking things that give him everything or suits that have tech in it? That's a start. Right. How about he gets all of that removed? It seemed like they were doing that with that huge reveal at the end of Far From Home where his identity is out and you got J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. But, yes, we need to see him tackle problems on his own and just have right. bad luck and no help. I don't want any fucking cameo. From the larger MCU. I agree. You know, but on the other hand, he does need a lawyer. It would be great to see Daredevil or Jennifer Walters She-Hulk pop in. It would be cool to see them as a side character, but not have the influence that they seem to have done with Iron Man throughout these two films where his tech is involved and he's his hit Iron Man's, you know, Happy Hogan is helping him out. And there's just too many elements of other characters where it needs to be it'd be fine if daredevil's his, his lawyer but daredevil doesn't need to be helping him out to, to yeah, solve his, his main the problem kid throughout out. the film yeah so. so you know that's a start maybe he does some 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 you know did sleuthing and figuring things out himself and just like why does everybody i'm mean, kind of annoyed that everybody knows who he is because the the thing that's missing is him always uh fearing for his loved ones whatever he does puts everyone he knows in danger right and that's always like one of the driving forces is like, i gotta do this otherwise all everyone i love is in danger you know i don't know it's a little too make him a little more emo i don't want to say that <laughs> no, no don't do that jess rivera had some good one he's like more upside down tongue action definitely that should be in every movie I'm trying. I, you know, in all my escapades or sexcapades. Yeah, you never done the upside down kiss. I've never done the upside down kiss. I don't know if that's fun or not. Well, you know, there's the moment like it would happen when you're lying down on the sofa, right? You know, and then someone or you just go, "Hey, I've seen Spider Man. Let's do this. I want to do my hands on the ceiling." <laughs> takes a lot. First of all, it takes a lot of strength to hang upside down like that. As does it? Yes, I would think so. You're holding your whole body up on a thin fucking thing. You got to be in shape. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, you do have to kind of be. But give me weird spider kisses every every movie. Joey Austin says, one more Norman Osborn goblin, but use it to set up Harry as goblin, the hobgoblin, and maybe the Thunderbolts. Harry? I could do, I could, I, they could come back and do a goblin into, or maybe a hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Good question. There's a lot. It's very easy. They're not going to do any of it, but that's what they should do. Uh, Blake Braden shared an interesting link here, Anthony. It is Hollywood's 100 favorite films survey from the hollywood reporter so i'm just gonna jump let's do the top 10 here so it's interesting they use the word favorite this is not the best this is from by the way i just i I, we have to preface i think this was from 2014 so oh it is oh oh shit it is it's a thing from 2014 well or uh chaz all white people look alike uh blake (laughs) all white people with not Jake John names look like Chaz uh, <laughs> Blake. Oh shit! <laughs> what were you gonna say? 2014. Not not the most recent article, but you know we can still talk. About so it. as of I didn't realize it was 2000. As of 2014, I just let's take a look at the top but, you ten. Know, I, I'm I'm Roman Polanski now. You are so Roman Polanski. I'm Roman fucking... Polanski reincarnated or, in the yes uh, Filipino houseboy's body. Yeah. <laughs> Your Fellini meets Ingmar Bergman meets Polanski and Roger Ebert. Number 10, Schindler's List. All right. Can't, haven't seen it. Can't, what? You really haven't, have you? No. Holy shit. Can't argue with that one. Number nine, 2001, A Space Odyssey. That's a fucking weird movie also. Haven't seen it. Okay. Number eight, E.T. Saw it as a kid, the but extra I don't know if that counts. Terrestrial. Sure. Uh, again, favorite. Like, they use the word favorite. So, I think that's interesting. Uh, the way. So, number seven, The Godfather. Part I Haven't seen it. Man, this one you got Pacino and De Niro, dude. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Number six, Casablanca. Have not seen it. Mm, this is the movie that's birthed all movie cliches and and tropes. They're all in this movie. Number five, Pulp Fiction. I've seen it. I'm down with number five. Number four, The Shawshank Redemption. Clearly have seen Holy it. Holy shit. Yeah. Two movies that we talked about, 1994, number four and five. Yes, those are two amazing movies that year. Number three, Citizen Kane. Have you seen Citizen I have Kane? Not I have not seen it. I know what it's about. I know the whole Rosebud thing. Well, it, it's. I think it was the first time that they did. They were. It was told in a way where they were cutting towards different moments in his life. Oh. And you had to piece together. And then, oh, the, they never did that it before. It wasn't the probably. linear narrative. Yeah. Ah, this would, is the first like Tarantino, 1941. Right. You know, I remember in art school, we were studying like compositions of black and white and shots, and we would study frames of Citizen Kane because it's apparently it's a really well composed movie. Like every right. shot, but everything's there purposely. Lines are pointing to certain things, and it's just beautifully composed. Number two. You, you want to wait yeah. one, one quick thing yeah. about Citizen Kane? Yeah. Just because I'm Mr. Oscar yes. now. Yes. What do you know? What do you got? Citizen, Citizen Kane considered one of the greatest if not the greatest film of all time did not win best picture it's oscar oh shit yeah who won that lost, year 1941 how green was my valley and who talks about that movie now everybody Nobody. yes <laughs> so wow see sometimes yeah. they get it right and it, i'm surprised it's number three and not number one number two wizard of oz 1939 yeah. no and i think wizard of oz is definitely a movie that like everybody sees growing up you know and then when you find out, then you have a couple of crazy uh, things happen. You find out that Dark Side of the Moon lo- syncs up perfectly with the Wizard. You ever done that? Mm-hmm. When the lion roars the second time, you start Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd album. 
And it fucking lines up. And they said they didn't do this on purpose, but I find that hard to believe. It's fucking creepy. Like, like right when the song Money starts, it she gets into the wizard. She gets into Oz. It turns to color right on cue. And sometimes they're singing about things she's doing in the movie. It's really fucking trippy. Really? Yeah. Also, there's that shot of they think like there's a munchkin that hung himself in the background. You ever seen that? should look that up. There's a lot of weird things about this movie. Oh, kidding. Yeah, that's like in the movie. That is like a suicide of a cast member you could see in the forest. Number one, the original Godfather from 1972. Have not seen it. I would recommend the first two Godfathers, not the is, third it, is the number? Is this the greatest movie of all time? I don't know. It's the people's most favorite movie. What yeah. is that? It's, it's tough to really, it's tough to say this is the best movie ever, right? Right. I think there's always going to be a, a running list of everyone's top 10, 15, where they, they consider these the best. But to nail down one movie and be like, this is the best it's of impossible. all time seems impossible. Yeah. But on this list, there's a lot of great, fun, you know, everything from Back to the Future to Citizen Kane. So I like that it's classic, culturally relevant movies like Airplane, number 97. Anyways, good list. I wish it was updated for this year but yeah what are you gonna do for yeah or the past six <laughs> uh the results of another poll i thought of this when i saw that uh empire magazine poll took a, a poll the greatest movie hero of all time number one harrison ford indiana jones Geek boner. i think he deserves that pick greatest movie here i wasn't a big indiana jones guy i remember seeing them as a kid and thinking they were fun but i'd, I'd have to go back really? and revisit oh those man the first three are good are great temple of doom raiders of the lost ark uh all right let's finish up with some what are we watching anthony sure did you get to uh watch anything in the no you know unfortunately i didn't but i can kind of preview what's on oh, my mind i like this yes i still have to do um hacksaw ridge okay for yep. Seth Morgan, and I will do that hopefully soon. I don't know if it'll be this weekend, but hopefully soon. But I plan to watch these movies that we talked about maybe two weeks ago or a week, or I talked about on the spinoff show. Yeah. But I plan to watch When They See Us, hopefully. Oh, that's um, great. The 13th. I watched that. That's really good. Everyone really should good. watch that. Yes. Modern Day Slavery yeah. in a New Form. Yeah. Um, maybe Let It Fall or LA 92. So, and and uh, potentially Just Mercy. So maybe that might be too much. That's the, a lot. That's a lot of heavy shit because I needed. A lot of heavy stuff. I needed a break watching all this shit. I was like, I need to watch something. Else. Did, did you notice that if you throw on Netflix, they immediately cue yeah. you to a Black Lives yeah, Matter? It's all curated for you. It's great. Curated yeah. list. Yeah, I believe good. Selma I, is I free now somewhere on Amazon, mm. and mm. Uh, the Thirteenth is about the prison system, and it's amazing. And it's it, like it, she made this in 2016. And uh, mm. it's perfectly relevant right now when they see us. But I will say it's a lot of heavy shit right there. Like when they see us will get you mad. Hmm. And it's, a, it's like a six episode series. And right, you'll be like, right. fuck, dude, I can't believe this fucking happened. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy things. So I might not be able to watch all of it in a row. Well, I would have had some lighter things to recommend on Netflix to, to, to cut that a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to give you my quick thoughts on two things on Netflix. Okay. Uh and unfortunately, these are both hard passes. Oh, no. Yes. Believe not it or good. not. Yes. So the first one is the least hard pass of the second one of the two. If you're really bored, you check out. I watched all of Space Force on Netflix. 
10 episode 30 minute comedy based on the idea of having a new branch of the military called space force now the talent on this fucking show is incredible it's created by steve carell and greg daniels greg daniels created the office and parks and rec it stars steve carell john malkovich ben schwartz is in this jimmy o yang who is jin yang from silicon valley uh you got uh lisa kudrow uh you got uh who else is in this patrick warburton um uh fred willard who recently passed this is his last thing he did and he's really old in this and chris gether diedrich bader jane lynch uh all these hilarious stars lots of money on the screen lot like shot on location huge special effects and the whole thing is so fucking mediocre oh shit and barely funny that it's fucking crazy how is this possible that you have the biggest stars you have all the money and the budget and this thing has a few laughs there's in the second episode there's a bit with a chimpanzee in space that's actually kind of funny but then the rest of it they that it has no direction Literally, Steve Carell said when they came up with this idea, Greg Daniels was like, you want to make a show called Space Force? And Carell goes, yeah, I'll do it. And Netflix is like, okay, here's $100 million. Like, they hadn't written shit, and it shows. It's like they're kind of just making shit up episode from episode. Look look at you. just You've turned a new leaf. You just hate things now. I was just so shocked at how mediocre and not funny this thing is when it should be fucking hilarious. Even at the end... The cliffhanger at the end of the the last episode, it's them basically just stopping in the middle of an ongoing storyline. Like, they just stop. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's not not even a cliffhanger. You just got lazy. Okay, for example, let me... I'm just going to give away one thing. Spoiler alert. In the first... Lisa Kudrow is his wife, right? Mm -hmm. In the first episode, he gets the job to lead Space Force. They have to move to Colorado. It jumps ahead one year... And we find out Lisa Kudrow is now in a maximum security prison for like 40 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They never tell you what she did during the whole show. Oh, shit. They don't explain. I was waiting. I was like, why is she in prison? What does this have to do? They never fucking tell you. And now I don't get it. It's not good. If you're bored, check it out. This next one, though. Oh, this is a hard pass. Remember how you talked about that movie? The Last Days of American Crime. Did I talk about yeah, this? Yeah, you watched the trailer. It's based on a comic book by Rick Remender. We watched the oh, trailer. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> so the movie's out, and it's about the government about to release this signal. It's called the API signal, the American Peace Initiative, where once the signal is released, people will not be able to do anything unlawful. So these bunch of criminals, they want to do one last big heist on the day the signal goes live. Anthony, this movie is currently 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Out of 31 uh, ratings, it is 2.4 out of 10. And I will tell you, you can fucking completely skip this movie. You watch this, too, watch this whole thing. It's two and a half hours long. It is a mess. It's all over the place. Uh, The the lead guy is not even like, uh, you don't like him. I don't care what happened. But here's the biggest thing. It's the timing. The timing of this couldn't be worse because in the movie, right, it's it's a few days before they're going to light the signal where nobody could do crime. And the fucking country is lawless. Anthony, in this show, in this movie, it's a police state. There's protesters. 
doing Whoa. bad things to the cops. Whoa. There's protesters at the White House. There's police check-ins everywhere. Seems kind of familiar. Yes, a little, a little ah. too close to home, and for entirely the wrong reason. They're cops acting bad. Like, oh no, this is like the most tone deaf thing you could put out right now. Unfortunately, the timing was not good for them. No, that doesn't seem like good timing. No, and it, I guess it's not a good movie. No, know. even if it wasn't the timing, it's not good. It's like it fucking. It's a fucking convoluted mess that meanders. Hmm. So, unfortunately, I remember when we talked yes, about this. Yes. I just was like. This just looks like it is action. It's not, it. it's not That's good. all I could gather from it's it. It's not good. Pass. I'm looking forward Pass. to wow. the old guard with Charlize Theron, which is the other warehouse shoot 'em up movie of the guards that don't die. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. But well, there's a movie coming out this week. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to declare it on the show right now. This is the movie we're going to review next uh, week. I love it. Oh, I was going to also make that suggestion. I think we could do it. Of course, we were talking about... It's a about, new movie. Yes. It's a Spike Lee joint. Fuck it's called yeah. The Five Bloods. We've talked about it on the yeah. show. But two things going for it. Spike Lee joint, new content to review. So yeah, why don't we do it? For, it'll be on Netflix right now. This one's on 89% on the Tomato Meter. Ooh, there we go. 7.9 out of 10. And man... Spike Lee dealing with Vietnam and how black soldiers were treated then and now couldn't be more relevant right now. You know, I think right. this one, Absolutely. the timing is good. The last days of American crime, not good timing. Sorry. Zero percent, <laughs> buddy. But yeah. Okay. Next week. The Five Bloods. The Five yeah, Bloods we're, review. we're reviewing Fuck the yeah. Five Bloods. It'll have been out to consume on Netflix by the time the show comes out. Friday, so. June 12th. Uh, but yeah, and it'll be out by the time the show comes out. So yep. watch it, listener, and you could be in. And, and it's exciting. It's a new movie. It's a Spike Lee movie. It's on Netflix. We don't have to go anywhere. I can't wait to watch this. Good good stuff. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say. This Absolutely. Same. Or also, you know, early candidate maybe for best picture. Oh, big Oscar buzz on this big guy. Big Oscar buzz on this Mr. one. Mr. Oscar yeah. says. Uh, Mr. I, when, when I say that there's Oscar <laughs> buzz around, this is a movie you now need to. If you're a big Oscar guy, if you're a big cinephile, Roman Polanski type. <laughs> This is the if type of movie you got a letterbox account. Right. You, so watch this, and I'm going to remind me to ask you. I'm going to ask you what Oscars do you think it's going to be nominated? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's come on. We're going to push this. We're going to fucking Fine. play this shit we out. Try. We we'll try. play this shit out. Does he get a director nod? <laughs> uh, right writing? now, I'm just a big be- best picture guy. Best picture. I haven't really dove into no. the other categories, but we'll see by next week. Um, all right. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I mean, it's, it's Spike, so you can expect something good and it's getting good buzz so listener we need more apple podcast ratings we're up to 123 now talking nerd that's amazing we're trying to get to 200 so we could be official reviewers at rotten tomatoes so if you have an ios device you're in the u.s visit uh the podcast app apple podcast give us a rating or if you got a windows machine you can download out to itunes and give us multiple ratings and then create a new account give us another rating then create another account you get it rinse and repeat and any final thoughts this week how you feel? I feel good. I feel good. I feel ba- I feel good to be back. Right. And uh, again, thanks for all the the support from all the uh, members of the Jock and Nerd Nation, it, whether it be personal messages or comments on Facebook posts. It was very nice. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really nice to see. Listener, check the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 332 for all the links to all the bullshit we talked about in this episode. And tell a friend, get someone to listen, turn them on. To the geekery and the stupidity. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. 
that's a big fuck up right there. about Tony, alright? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Talking nerd!